Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to a tradition dish of the shit show with Squish. Now, <laughs> the reason... That's your favourite thing to say it now, is, isn't it? And I forgot about it until someone responded to the newsletter and said that they loved the shit show this week. They loved Dunk coming on but they were excited to hear that it was a tradish a dish with squish this week and then it reminded me there was there was there was actually me emailing you <laughs> from a fucking but then it, it reminded me of how great your nickname works with my shortenings of words now and if that's all i can offer to the show then that's okay no you've also brought i think Two very good stories this week. Not to hype people. I think maybe one of the greatest, weirdest things I've ever done. Yeah, I know. So let's get into that ASAP. First of all, I do just want to give a shout out to Benji and Leah, who I met on an incredibly drunk night out at Smitty's, the local pub in Fitianga. Smitty. Um, so squish. Hayden was Hayden's taken it upon himself and bless his goddamn soul, but he gives he grabs a handful of our shit you should care about stickers, and every time he gets drunk or every time he remembers, he goes and he sticks them on everything. He hands them out to everyone in the bar, like he put them across one of those beer tap little circle things. Oh yeah, nice. So he's actually doing the most guerrilla marketing. Absolutely, yeah. but the people so in a pub is probably your you know your target audience too. It's probably where all the new trolls are coming from. These drunk people that are like, what the fuck is this? No. And anyway, he handed some out to these people at this pub in Fidianga. And then two of them, or one of them, Leah, she was like, oh my God. Like, I listen to the shit show. I love it. Which, it's always great to listen to, to meet shit show listeners in the wild, eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't really happen to me ever, but I'm sure it is cool. <laughs> it is. It is. Can confirm. Um, and then she, and then her boyfriend, Benji, who was really fucking cool, came over and he's like, Leah makes me listen to it all the time. Like, I love it. Makes me. Makes me <laughs> listen know. to it. I know. He was Stretched me to a chair and forces me to listen to it. But then for the rest of the night, he was just like, because we end up meeting up with them, sticking with them for ages. We had a really fun, really fucking messy night. But he would just, like, every 30 minutes come up to me, I cannot believe I was. we were literally listening to you. Like, I cannot believe that you're here. I listened to the shit show. I was like, Benji, duh, love you. And I get it. You've said this about four times, but no, it was... Yeah, yeah I love you, but shut up. <laughs> it was shut up, Benji. Very cute. No. And credit to Hayden. 
Credit to Hayden for just doing the most. Oh, good on Hayden. Haydos. Anyway, so that was my, that was my, um, not my weirdest thing on the internet this week. That was just my little shout-outs. Happy thing of real life. <laughs> happy thing of real life. Have you had any happy things of real life lately? Oh, put me on the spot like that. Um... <laughs> That's how you know you're depressed. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you ask for a happy thing and it's like the hardest quiz question. Kidding everyone, hopefully Squish is okay, but send him some funny memes on the No, show it's album. it's the calm before the harvest storm right now. So it's <gasps> oh. like the grapes are getting ready to be picked. So you're going to have a little bit of an absence of Squish. Well, I wish not, but my wish may not come true. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Because it can be calm, 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 then all on for like a month. and then Even if again, so there's we'll a see. time when... I take the lead on the episode and you just chime in with one story that you've found. We can get Squish on the pod, maybe. Potential. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll, I'll come see. in beaming live from the press pad. That would actually be really funny. We, we've never done... We always say we're going to do these funny little... Funny little like, bits. <laughs> funny little bits. And not going to lie, just we never commit to the bit. Yeah, right. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that, but we probably won't because this is what we always say. Yeah, exactly, yeah, because I'll forget about it, yeah. And so will I. And Squishy, you have what I think is going to be an incredibly good, weirdest thing, and you think it is, and just tell me about it, will you? Okay. Um, you're familiar with the the classic Black Eyed Peas song, uh, My Humps? Is it? My Humps, My Humps, My Humps. That's the one. My lovely... Li- That's weird for me to be singing um, to my brother, but... <laughs> no, you were singing it to the world, and I just happened to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently that song was ripped off um, by a pooping unicorn toy, according to a lawsuit. Okay. Now, I'm not sure what the kids are up to these days, but apparently there's a brand of slime pooping unicorn toys called Poopsie Slime Surprise. Um, <sighs> currently retails for $100 to $300 on Amazon. In addition to pooping slime... Whoa. Yeah, 100 to three hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Let's just talk about how fucking expensive kids' toys are. Yeah, so that's the weirdest thing. You can buy a toy called Poopsie Slime Surprise for three hundred dollars on Amazon. Literally. So it it poops slime. Um, I feel a little bit uncomfortable even reading this, to be honest. Um, and the toy also dances to a song called "My Poops" whenever its heart-shaped belly button is pressed. And I've got a sample of the song here, if you'd like to. I'll give it to Ruby so she can just sort of seamlessly slice that in there loose but i'll send it to you in the chat and um you can have a little listen along um and the 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 resemblance is clear in my opinion okay okay so obviously I love a girl band myself, but this girl band singing about my poops is really weird. This is an interpolation, I think, of my humps, which means same basically they've taken the same melody and same lyrics and you're meant to get you're meant to get like permission or pay to do it. Um, I'm assuming they haven't. Well, according to BMG's lawyer, uh, BMG holds the rights or whatever to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, the lawyer Seth L. Berman of Abrams 
Fensterman LLP, which is a very official sounding lawyer firm. First, the title of the infringing work is My Poops, which is an obvious play on the name of the copyrighted composition, My Humps. <laughs> which is also just a ridiculous thing to have to do in a lawsuit. Like, read out yes. read out the lyrics to My Poops and figure out how close they are to My Humps, which is also a ridiculous song. So oh, That's what I was about to say. Both, both of them, if you're going through like line by line, you wouldn't even know what one was... Well, yeah, what's what's taking the piss out of what? Um, yes. There's 13 pages of lawsuit if you're interested in, in me reading them out. I can do that if you like, but I don't think anyone is. Mm, that feels like a bit that we shouldn't commit to. <laughs> Maybe a, a special edition. Nick special edition for squish. Yeah. yeah, just squish reading the 13 pages of uh, BMG Rights Management versus MGA Entertainment. See, even you reading those like 10 words, I started zoning out. <laughs> I think that says more about you than me, though, to be fair. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Anyway, Lucy, what was your weirdest thing? Um, an elf, a witch. Mexico's president says it's a mythical creature. Nick, did you hear about this story? No. It's kind of weird. Well, duh. <laughs> weirdest thing. <laughs> oh, oh, kind of weird. It's meant to be the weirdest thing. <laughs> well, okay. So, Nick, the president of Mexico tweeted out um, a picture on Twitter the other day where he claimed there was a little elf-like creature in it called... I don't know if it's an Alux or an Alux. I don't either. So, he tweeted this himself, like... Offers. Yes, so he tweeted it himself, and it essentially, so in Maya culture, um, this little creature, Ooh. the... I've just, I've just clicked on it, it's fucking creepy actually. Yeah, so in Maya culture, this creature, which is called an Alux, or an Alux, again, not sure, it's believed to be a mischievous elf-like being that lives in the woods. It's similar to a leprechaun, or a unicorn, or a mermaid, or the Loch Ness Monster, like that type of vibe. Anyway, he just randomly tweeted it out, and like the last sentence of his tweet is, everything is spiritual. And basically, Nick, no one really understands why. And it's an old photo. Um, yeah, well, when you look at the photo, it does look like a, a little creature living in the woods, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because it's a little creature. It looks like a guy on a tree with a... Wig on? With, a, with something on his head just sort of crouching down with some really scary eyes looking straight at you. And I read in the New York Times, um, funny, I read in the fucking New York Times about this mystical little elf. Someone said, um, or people are saying that it's just the branch across, a, a, a weird-shaped branch with stars poking through that's, like, making it look like that. I went to click I went to click on Twitter to go back to have a look at the photo to see what you were, if you were describing, actually looks like it. But I clicked on um, the My Poops unicorns instead. Oh, <laughs> so, so is that you telling me I'm sick of thinking about the elf? No, I'm thinking and... the My Poops unicorn doesn't look like a tree with a branch going across it. <laughs> it looks like... <laughs> no. It looks like a unicorn that's shitting slime. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, basically, I can't really give you an answer as to why the press did this, but e I do like people being authentic on social media. I'll say that it does give us good content, and even if you're the president, you should all your intrusive thoughts should go on that hell site. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want I want Joe Biden to start tweeting out pictures of little critters he sees running around in the White House. 
Aw, preferably squirrels. Yeah, if you can. Squirrels, yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, intrusive thoughts. And nasty little critters. And nasty little critters. Squish, this is quite a New Zealand story, but I feel you can make it relevant to the world. Well, I mean, it's a worldwide problem what he talks about. Go on then. The Apostle Bishop Brian Tamaki, peace be upon him. Um, He's up to his nasty little tricks again, um, telling his followers that Cyclone Gabriel and its devastating and deadly floods were brought on by a moral depravity and degradation, including high levels of pornography consumption in the worst hit areas. So just for those who don't know, Squish, who is Brian Tamaki? Apostle Bishop Brian Tamaki, thank you very much. Who is Apostle Bishop Brian Tamaki? That is so hard to say. Peace be upon him. Um, he's, a, he's a local rat bag here in New Zealand. He is basically like our version of Joel Osteen. Um, Americans will probably know who that is. Um, he's like a like a megachurch sermon leader. Yeah. He sort of runs in similar vein as to like a cult leader sort of thing. Not saying he is, but just he's got that sort of a vibe yes and people follow him like that right yeah i I wouldn't be surprised if he had you know the jug of kool-aid out back sort of thing yeah he, that's the vibe of just so you all know he's new zealand's version of whatever your your version of that is oh, okay. Not a hot take. thank you lucy he's, he's <laughs> now version of the guy that you talked about now uh, he's got <laughs> slick backed hair and he rides around on a harley davidson motorbike and he's sort of a real piece of work so in a sermon delivered on sunday and I did this morning at 5am, Lucy, I scrolled through two hours of his verbal vomit just to find this and verify that it was actually real. Um, and it was real. And I've, uh, I've given you receipts. Um, nice. So on Sunday, yeah, he, didn't, he announced his findings. And according to him, that flooding was a, sore, was a result of depravity. As a man of science and research, I knew the Apostle Bishop Brian Tamaki. It is hard to say. Um, I know. Peace be upon him. You've said Bishop be, every time. Oh, yeah, because I look at Brian and I think, ooh. That word's coming up. <laughs> Better get ready for that one. <laughs> the Apostle Bishop Brian Tamaki wouldn't be saying this without evidence. So, uh, luckily for me, he went on to describe his research process. And this is a quote from him. This isn't me saying this. I was suspicious. Don't hate me for this. I see the perversion that is linked to bad weather. So I hopped on. <laughs> and I went online. And by the way, I don't watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> and just as a caveat... Yeah, yeah. And by the way, guys, <laughs> I promise I don't. Um, but I went on there. He typed porn in New Zealand, and it gave me Pornhub. And I was shocked by what I found. That city there, Hastings and Gisborne, has the highest number of porn watchers in the country. And it's one of the biggest averages per capita in the world. Which I think is bullshit anyway, but that's beside the point. And they're the biggest watchers on the porn site of gay porn. I know. And I closed it and thought, I can't do this in church. I can't say this publicly. But apparently God gave him a message, and he had to. Oh. God said, you know, you know it, you've got it, the revelation, you've got to share it. You've got to connect the dots, you'll be mocked. And it's true, he will be mocked, I'm doing it now. They'll <laughs> say you're a nutter, he is. But don't worry, it gets out, and people can see the truth for themselves. Please stop watching Poor New Zealand, it's getting us in trouble. Like, how low do you have to be to take... Like one of the biggest crises New Zealand has faced in a hot minute and turn it into like your porn agenda, sort of stopping people watching porn. Like, giving him an excuse to go on Yes. There. Um, it's not the first time he's done it yes, either, Nick. Lucy. <laughs> I know. 
Now I feel like I'm delivering a sermon. Uh. After the Christchurch earthquake, which killed 185 people in 2011, Tamaki delivered a sermon blaming homosexuality, saying, The earth convulses under the weight of certain human sin. And this sort of relates to a story you're going to bring to us a little bit later. Um, he attributed the COVID-19 pandemic to airborne satanic demons and the drinking of bat's blood. So I'm beginning to think he might be full of bullshit. Yeah, I think I will um, rescind my application to that church. <laughs> I don't think you have to apply unless you oh. can just walk straight through oh, the doors oh. to Destiny Church. It's right there in Auckland. Oh, I know. Just look for the sort of the Harley Davidson out front and the weird looking creepy man oh. on the inside. Uh, and Nick, the spin off, .co.nz, did a very good piece about this, didn't they? Yes, yes, Toby Manhigh. I, I must admit that's where I got the inspiration for this. Yeah, he's a legend. So if you want to know a bit more, go and read that so that you don't have to do what Nick did and watch two hours of that bullshit. But I just think, like, this is not a hot take, and I actually said it before, but using any sort of crisis to further your agenda, like, surely people can see and surely God could see that that's morally wrong. Lucy, I don't think it's a coincidence that he um, also has launched a political party and there's an election right. coming up. Um, yeah. So You know what, everyone? There's just no need for reason in this world anymore, apparently. No need for science. No need for reason. Oh. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, well, Nick, I know you alluded to me having a story similar to the pandemic being brought on by airborne satanic demons and the drinking of bat's blood yeah a little bit diff i will oh. say a little bit diff but but a good good segue thank you um and to be to be clear before i start this it's not sort of what we usually chat about on the shit show because we don't really even like to comment on these sort of conspiracy theory vibes we don't want to be part of that machine but nick have you been hearing all of the lab leak sort of theory news that's yeah. coming out at the moment. Yeah, it's an interesting theory. It is. It's it's very interesting and it's the only reason I'm talking about it is because it has had like this COVID nineteen began in a lab theory has had no grounds for like news outlets to meaningfully cover it or anything like that for a for a hot minute. Like but I mean largely because people like Donald Trump are on the bandwagon of we need to look into the lab, lab leak theory, which just leads to no one taking it that seriously. Yeah, I mean, another man of science, you probably wouldn't expect yeah, to... literally. So then this week, and a caveat, a lot of different people are doing research on, obviously, where this pandemic started, and a lot of them are letting out their findings with different confidence levels. So, like, some people say, I found something, but we have very low confidence that this is actually what started the pandemic. Some people say that they have more reason to believe it than not. So I'm not coming on here and saying we know where this pandemic began. I thought you were coming on here to, to drop a bomb, you know, the revelation. Lucy's, Lucy's done the research, she's done her findings, and she's got something <laughs> announced to everybody. Been, I've been on Reddit, I've been on my rabbit holes. No, so on 
On the 28th of February this year, the controversial claim that the pandemic might have leaked from a Chinese laboratory, which was once dismissed as a very fringe conspiracy theory, resurfaced because Squish FBI Director Christopher Wray said that the Bureau believes COVID-19 most likely originated in a Chinese government-controlled lab. Now, even that, and this shows my like poor trust in institutions at the moment, but even that, I'm like, can we trust, and I don't want to be instilling seeds of doubt in the FBI, but like, you know, because of America, I'm like, yeah, but we must look further into the FBI and why they might yeah. be saying this. Yeah, because I thought the same thing. Yes. So like, as I was sitting here reading it, I was like, yeah, but what if the FBI director's full of bullshit? No, no. and literally we just put these random people in power that we trust with our communication. Yeah, but it's happened so many times before. Hey, like, like, you just don't blame us for wanting for questioning things, but in saying that, like, you can trust Squish and I. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if it was like the University of Canterbury leader says that, or the University of Canterbury, or the University of anywhere, I mean, a reputable one at least, yeah, science director or something believes that, then I'd give it, then I wouldn't be so like, yeah, yes. but what? Yes. But then this guy's like the Federal Bureau of Intelligence, like this guy should have more we information should, than anyone yeah. else really. We should anyway. be trusting this guy. So anyway, so... Christopher Ray, FBI director, he said that, and then he went on to say, and he said it to Fox News, which again... Oh, okay. I know, I know. And so, and that's why I wanted to give people, like, all of this context as I was reading this. But this, this information I got from the BBC. So the BBC chose to post this. I'm not grabbing something fringe and bringing it to the mainstream, just so you all know. Um, So, yeah, he said to Fox News, the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident. And this was the first public confirmation of, like, the FBI's judgment of how the pandemic sort of emerged. China, I will say, has denied that it was a lab leak in Wuhan. Um, They say that this is all defamatory and have been saying that for a while. But, Nick, the reason this is sort of all, well, not the reason, but this is all in the media and has been for a little while because the US US media reported on, back on Sunday that their US Energy Department had also assessed with low confidence that COVID leaked from a lab. So, like I said earlier, a bunch of different people are researching this. Everyone's trying to find answers. This was a low confidence sort of finding, um, but they also found that or they think, or they thought, it it leaked from a lab. Now, just quickly, I will talk about what the lab leak theory is, because I feel like I've been chatting about it for a while. Squish, are you across what this is? Yeah, so there's a a lab, I mean, of course it is, because that's what we're talking about, um, in Wuhan, which is coincidentally where the, the wet market was, where... The first people got infected? Exactly, where the first sort of recorded cases of COVID were found. Am I right? And so... You are right. And people have had their suspicions because, Squish, a 40-minute drive from that market is um, the Wuhan Institute of of Virology. Um, And they have been studying coronaviruses in bats for over a decade. And so that institute is 40 minutes away from the market. And so there came these suspicions that perhaps the coronavirus escaped accidentally 
or some people consider that it escaped in other means, but obviously we cannot confirm or deny that um, from this lab. Like I said, China has sort of disputed this, um, but but people, a lot of people are looking into it, actual scientists looking into it. Obviously the FBI are looking into it. Um, Joe Biden, no. Joe Biden's but looking into it. As, what he as for like the White House and obviously the people that you'd hope that you could trust to make an actual call on this at some stage. Um, the White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said that Joe Biden supports a whole of government effort to discover how COVID began, but added that the US still lacks a clear consensus as to what happened. We're just not there yet, he said. If we have something that is ready to be briefed to the American people and the Congress, we will do that. So this isn't like, as we've been saying, this isn't a consensus. This isn't like this is what happened. This is just some people coming out with some statements about their findings and the confidence of them. But I just thought it was it was interesting. And the whole like us not having trust in institutions thing is quite prominent here. Well, Lucy, I've been doing my own research and actually I'd like to see what Brian Tamaki has to say about it all. Because I think he's <laughs> yes. got some interesting theories. I think he might back up your own research. What have you found? Anyway, Squish, you've got something nice for us. And then I have something nice for us. So great into the pod. Yeah, we're doubling up on good news stories. So over the weekend, uh, Te Matatini was on. Um, Te Matatini was the sort of like the, the Olympics of Kapahaka, um, held bi-yearly up in Tamaki Makoto. And it was a wild success it was awesome um in between watching the test cricket which was also pretty awesome i watched a a couple of performances and apparently i was joined by a million other new zealanders which is pretty incredible and just for everyone listening that might not know what kapahaka is it's the term for maori which is our indigenous culture here in new zealand performing arts so kapa means to form a line and haka means to dance. And it's just this gorgeous, big, emotional, very powerful uh, performance and incredible to watch. And as Squish just said, he was joined by about a million other people when you were tuning in. Yeah. Um, so I often forget that not everybody that listens to this is from New Zealand and <laughs> has an understanding of what kapa haka is. So yeah, according to figures from TVNZ, Nearly 730,000 New Zealanders watched Te Matatini on TVNZ2, which is like our like our terrestrial TV channel, like channel number two. Um, and then 188,000 users watched it on TVNZ+, Plus, which is like our, a streaming service. There were more than 1.8 million streams, and it was the most watched program on TVNZ+, Plus last week. Yeah, it gets very minimal funding compared to the things that yeah compared to a lot of other things yeah so they did all this with 2.9 million dollars of government funding um and a lot of a lot of raffles and sausage sizzles around the country so apparently this was the the biggest week ever for tvnz and its reach and streams um so the deputy content director nevac rogers said it was these are significant audience numbers they tell us that te matatini resonated strongly with viewers across aotearoa following on from your funding thing um Speaking in Hawke's Bay, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins was asked whether further funding for Te Matatini would be allocated in the upcoming budget, and he gave a few hints. He reflected on his great experience attending the festival for the first time last week. So, I mean, I 
yeah, I, I really hope they get more funding because it's awesome. And I think a lot of New Zealanders, especially this time around, it's held biannually, um, really resonated with it. And it became sort of like it was always pretty big, but this this year it became real big. Like, I mean, the numbers speak yes. for themselves. A million people, That's you struggle to get that many people tuning into a 1pm press conference with the Prime Minister. Yes, truly. And, and for a country of 5 million... <laughs> Pretty, pretty fucking solid effort. And honestly, it speaks for itself because you might have seen um, on, if you watched it, you should care about stories. I shared a video of Squish, Stan Walker, who was singing in one of the performances. And it was just incredible because that's always been, he's had fame, he's had albums, he's had TV shows, whatever. But he said that his dream has always been to perform in a kapahaka group at Te Matatene. And yeah. It was just emotional and amazing, and I'm sure a lot of people from outside New Zealand watched that and maybe wondered what it was or maybe looked further into what it was, but it's just, it deserves fucking way more funding. Yeah. I mean, if you if you can, jump online and have a look at some of the performances. Um, Te Whanau, uh, Apanui one for the third time. Champs, go and watch that one. I want to go watch it live. I'm really gutted that I, like didn't go yeah. and see it live. Ne- next time we can do a, because I was thinking that as well. I was like, man, I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. So next time around, we'll make it a shit show field trip. And I really hope that, and I actually assume, because of all the streams and because of all the viewers, so many people will have had this exact conversation that you and I just had. I mm. want to go and see that. Like like when we bring in international acts, but it's like our very own one. And Exactly, yeah. Hell yeah, we should go see it. I have another good news story for you, Squish. And this is from TMZ, and I don't usually use TMZ as a source. Yeah, not a lot of good news usually comes out of TMZ, but yeah, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to hear what you've got to say. This is the headline. Dave Grohl ditches guitar for meat smoker, dot, 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 feeds 450 people in need. So, Nick, I don't know if you know, but Dave Grohl is actually a legend. I heard a rumour about that, actually. <laughs> well, he's just like... I heard a rumour he was actually a legend. He's actually a legend. The other day, he showed up at the Hope Mission in LA at around midnight with, and I quote, some overnight gear and a massive meat smoker to cook for around 450 people um, in need. So, according to TMZ, he was cooking squish... For 16 hours, well, the process was 16 hours, 14 hours, you know, to smoke the meat, to cook it, and to two hours to let the meat rest. Important. Um, apparently, he was whipping up ribs, pork butt, brisket, cabbage, coleslaw, and beans for all the people. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing, eh? Apparently, Dave handled all the expenses himself and got some sleep here and there in the parking lot while the meat was getting smoked. And, Nick, all I have to say to that is, there goes my hero. No, no. Sorry, Dave. You've done something really good, and now I've ruined it. Keep that in, Ruby. That's fantastic. That's so good. Eh? I'm going to put photos in the newsletter today, because you can see him cooking cooking the meat. You can see the huge smoker that he brought, which I know for some of the barbecue lovers in our audience, you're going to want to see it. Big bit of kit. Hayden, especially. And the thing is, I mean, I don't know everything there is to know about Dave Grohl, but he did this shit not for publicity. I mean, TMZ, the fact that it was TMZ who were like paparazzi, they're getting there without your permission. It was them that sort of reported on it. I don't know. Yeah, he's just a such a legend. Um, I've got another just quick good news thing. Oh, legend? Yeah. Um, last week, 
I talked about Cyclone Gabriel and said there were still a couple hundred people missing or not contacted. Yes. That number's down to uh, four people, and three of those people have warrants out for their arrest. So oh. they are probably not um, all that keen to get in contact with the Be authorities found. anyway, so that's pretty good news. Oh, and the efforts have just been continually mind-blowingly Oh, my God, I know. And like, again, amazing. going through TikTok, seeing yeah. people on diggers and people with shovels. Yeah, legends. And Nick, Great New Zealanders. I shared the story about the three gorgeous Māori dudes that jumped in the inflatable boat mm-hmm. and the reaction to that from people outside of New Zealand as well. They just were like, these are actual heroes. We're obsessed. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. Get the medals. Yes. Get them whatever we can. Truly. Get them on your jet boat. Oh, literally. Like, I'd fundraise for them to get your jet Probably not the main thing that we could be fundraising yeah. for, but anyway, they're legends and they deserve to be hailed as such. Squish, on all those good news stories, shall we call it a day? Oh, yeah, well, before we ruin it, before we fuck it up. <laughs> Which we tend to do. So yeah. everyone... If you want to get in contact with Squish or The Shit Show and send us any stories or weird things or whatever, go and find Squish at The Shit Show underscore underscore underscore. It'll come up in your little tab on Instagram. Yeah, because you're following it already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you want to keep up with Shit You Should Care About, you should probably read the daily newsletter. Just type in Shit You Should Care About newsletter. You'll find us. It's really cool and fun. And if you want to hear us talk about pop culture... Then, not Squish, but equally good as Squish, the beautiful Laura has just joined us as the new co-host of Culture Vulture. It's really good. She's a legend. And basically, if you're not sick of us already, there's lots of other places you can get us. Luce, am I going to talk to you again before the concert? No. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to hearing the rundown. Oh my god, you have to listen to Culture Vulture. Of your version of Destiny Church. Oh, he is my god. (laughs) See you all after Harry Styles. Bye. Bye.